How will the way we consume our entertainment, how will that change coming out of the pandemic? Let's ask our good friend, futurist Nick Badminton. He's been joining us from time to time over the last couple of weeks to look at how our lives may change once we're through all of this. And he joins us now here at Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Nick, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. How's it going? Not too bad, thanks. Uh, more than ever, I think uh, we're all huddling around our TVs these days to watch Will and Grace, perhaps, or other TV favorites. But coming out of this pandemic, how do you think the way we consume entertainment, how's it going to change? I mean, particularly, I'm thinking about things like sporting events and concerts. I mean, are we all really going to be willing to gather at 20,000 plus, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder again? I, you know, it's really interesting right now. I, I think I, I read that the Bundesliga in, uh, in Germany is going to be starting up again, but no one in the stadium, so everyone's going to be virtually there from home. And maybe maybe once uh, some of these lockdown um, restrictions are in place, you're going to be able to have smaller gatherings where you and your friends can still have a sense of that sporting camaraderie. But it, it's interesting. I was in South Korea last year, and there were entire TV stations dedicated to watching people uh, playing computer games, League of Legends, and whatever. It was like it was like an esports version of Hockey Night in Canada, and and these these kinds of games online and uh, even in stadiums. Esports is a huge stadium sport as well, uh, watched by over you know, a billion people um, around the world in the next couple of years. And it, it, it's just going to change. I mean, sports as, as a whole discipline is going to change into multiple different ways of being able to play games, whether they're, um, you know, soccer or hockey or lacrosse or whatever, and actually uh, computer gaming as well. Yeah, we already knew that esports was taking off. Do you think that this is just going to accelerate that? And do you foresee a day where maybe we're not as interested in watching professional athletes as immersing ourselves in whatever it is, uh, let's say a race car game, a driving game, and we want to be a part of the action? You know what? I was uh, I was I was having a, a dinner party last year, and uh, one of the guests at the party was a manager of a very large arena in Canada. I won't say exactly where. But they were saying by the mid-2020s, uh, eSports will be their biggest uh, audience draw, more than hockey, more than any other event. So, so we're already starting to see this, uh, this accelerated in, in the world. I think you know, younger people are already digitally uh, native and their gaming is digitally native as well. So this is, this is really exciting from a diversification away from you know, team sports um, in more physical activities to team sports and an intellectual virtual game playing scenario. All right, let's move off sports and talk about entertainment. And do you think that live streaming and streaming services, I mean, they're already enormous. So we had reports this week that Netflix, they're up some 16 million subscribers since the global pandemic broke. Uh, do you think that we're just going to continue to see a rapid growth in that area? Yeah, I think uh, Disney Plus also said that they're at 50 plus million subscribers now and, and they're like 18 months uh, ahead of, of, of when they thought that they were going to get that. It's incredible. Uh, what, what I find to be interesting is more than just having concerts online and, and old formats uh, in, in a new sort of medium through like Zoom and, and other kinds of uh, two-dimensional uh, spaces online, I think that it, it gets really interesting when we start to look at creative platforms last year we saw the the world famous dj marshmallow do an in-game concert on Fortnite, and then last night we saw travis scott probably the biggest rapper in the world today uh, release a new song and he had 12 million people 
on the platform watching him in a completely new kind of experience. It wasn't a live streamed concert. It was a fully curated, fully built out virtual concert with him, which seemed to be like 250 meters tall, um, playing to everyone and everyone could dance and be around. And it was just this much more scintillating and, and visceral experience for everyone. Yeah, we've talked about that from time to time, that the future of concerts is really virtual reality. Once everybody's got that headgear that they can put on, I mean, you can be front row center. You can actually be on stage with your favorite rock star as well, get really kind of up close, if not personal, because I'm just wondering whether or not eventually the novelty of that wears off and it's just not the same as being there and being with the collective, being with 20,000 people and experiencing something together live and in person. And, and this is where this is where the experience is going to change. It's not going to be about being one of the the sixty, seventy thousand people in the stadium. It's going to be about you being immersed on stage with your with your hero, with with one of your favorite artists. But them almost inviting you in to have a a completely integrated uh, experience as part of their concert with them on stage. And this is it. It's, it's a complete game changer. Uh, but the real game changer is when all of these headsets for virtual reality and otherwise become really, really cheap and, and, and people like Facebook and, and Amazon, whoever, are literally giving them away so that people can be part of the experience. That's when we're going to see the tipping point. That's when we're going to see you know, billions of dollars invested in these new immersed kinds of entertainments. And that is really going to change everything from sports to, to entertainment and even our work life. Joined by futurist Nick Babington, talking about the future of entertainment coming out of the pandemic and beyond. You also think that Twitch is going to play a pretty big role. Uh, first of all, for those that aren't familiar with Twitch, what exactly is it and why is it a big thing? So, so Twitch is owned by Amazon. They bought it a few years ago. And, and people can play games on there and other people can watch people playing games. There's this voyeuristic uh, uh, experience of watching someone play Call of Duty, watching someone play Fortnite or whatever. Um, and now we've actually seen a lot of uh, live DJs and concerts. Tomorrowland's got its own Twitch channel uh, and, and people joining. And, and what's great about the platform is that people can contribute. So there's been a lot of artists on there like playing music earning money because they can't go out and do gigs. This is really going to change things up in terms of that experience as well to create a community and to create a connection. And what's interesting is that Facebook's just revealed an equivalent kind of gaming app that can do what that does, what, what YouTube does. So, you know, this is the new battlefield. It's a battle for our attention uh, in, in the next level, which is around sporting, around gaming, around community and uh, around music. Yeah, and when it comes to getting our attention and keeping it, it sounds as if the key is to make it an immersive experience that somebody has to feel more connected to the event or what's going on than ever. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's about me speaking to you, uh, being the consumer, being being my fan, uh, being the person that I want to have a relationship with. It completely changes the dynamics of the superstar and the minions of fans to being the superstar and my new friend, the person that's come along to have the experience with me. Interesting stuff. Futurist Nick Babington with us this afternoon. Nick, appreciate the time as always, and stay safe this weekend, my friend.